ready to get into our big book study. Um, today, let me see where I am. We're going to be reading. Okay, today is June 12th of 2022. We are going to be reading the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 85, where it starts step 11 suggests prayer, going up to and including page 86, when we retire at night. Um, we're going to have our reader will be Shana Rachel. I hope I said your name right, or Rachel. And she's going to read for us. And then we'll have a 20-minute a share after the reading. And that will be our share person is Haley. So let's have our reading. Shana, do you want to repeat your name again for others so I didn't butcher sure. it? Shana Rachel. Rachel, thank you. Ready for me? Yes, please. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Shana Ruchel, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Page 85 at the bottom of the big book. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter. Yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now it is going to be time for our speaker. Um, Haley, it's usually about a 20 minute share. Would you like me to give you a time uh, reminder? I, I set a timer on my watch here. So That's fine. I be good. Okay, you're on lady, take it away. All right, thank you so much for having me. So um, I'm Haley S. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Minnesota. Bear with me. I am recovering from a cold. I feel good today, but my Minnesotan accent is going to come out even stronger because of it. Um, <laughs> so if you've seen the movie Fargo, that's pretty much what I sound like. Um, so just to qualify a little bit here, um, I came to my first meeting when I was 27 years old. Um, so that would have been, it'll be three years in September that I came to my very first meeting and I was referred to um, the room by my doctor actually. And, um, I had been, I had put on about a hundred pounds after high school, um, pretty steadily, pretty fast. Um, and this is the doctor I had seen for several years and trusted her, loved her. And she, I told her I couldn't stop eating. And then it just got to the point where I felt panicked. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get enough and I didn't know how to make it go away. I didn't know how to make it feel better. And then she said, well, I really think you should check out this meeting. Um, so she gave me a pamphlet, which was, I forget which pamphlet it was, but it was actual OA literature. 
Um, and I was thinking, okay, like it's just going to be some book club where we go and complain and there might be treats there and then I'll go home. <laughs> and so it wasn't, um, but it was much better than I would have ever expected. Um, I was, you know, so I was very overweight when I came into the rooms for the first time. And um, there was only three people there um, all in recovery, which I know now is very rare. This was an in-person meeting very small, but strong recovery. And, um, they told me, they took me right to the doctor's opinion, told me about the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is home. This is, this is where I belong. And thank God I found it when I did. Um, so try to keep it a little short cause it's hard to fit everything into 20 minutes, but I worked the steps with a sponsor and, um, yeah, I have, this is exactly where I need to be. I have exhausted all the other options. I've tried fixing my, my weight problem, my food problem with my own self-will and it didn't work. Um, and so this is definitely the freest I have felt. Um, and I have, um, released a hundred pounds and have maintained that through this program. Um, which I never thought I'd be in a right size body again. And so I am just still mind blown. I cannot believe that this is actually a reality for me. Um, but so more, let, I'll talk about the reading here first. And this is, it's so funny because God always knows what I need to spend some more time on. <laughs> and so for a long time, I feel like for me, that was step 10. And now I feel like it really is step 11 for me that I really, I mean, I can always use improvement no matter what, but I think definitely um, in step 11 for me right now. Um, so I, was just very, very happy that this was the reading that I could share on today. Um, and so step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. And the first, um, one of the first times I heard really the definitions of prayer and meditation was in the room somewhere. I can't remember, but someone had described prayer as talking to God and someone had described meditation as listening to God. Um, and so that really resonated with me. And so and when I came into the rooms, I did not have a faith. I was very resentful at God. Um, the God of my understanding was the God of my childhood, who was very punishing. And um, so I, I wanted nothing to do with God. Um, and so when I, first, when I read the steps at the first meeting, I was like, you know, everything sounded good until I heard that darn God word. <laughs> and then... Um, but I'm like, you know what, these people who are telling me their stories, they obviously have something here that I don't have that I want. And so I am willing to just keep an open mind. And so I did, but they taught me, you know, this is more about building a relationship with God. And so that was new for me. I had never, ever looked at it that way. I just thought I was supposed to have these beliefs about God. Um, and so this made much more sense to me. So I was definitely starting over, starting from scratch, had to throw out everything I thought I knew about God and just start from scratch. And so I started building a relationship and I had no idea what that was going to look like, but I had a faith again, that I could see something at work that was greater than human power through these other people who were sharing their stories with me. And so I was like, okay, I'll keep an open mind. And, um, so talking to God or prayer for me, um, even defined 
in the dictionary, um, prayer is defined as a request for help, an expression of thanks, or an earnest hope or wish. And so I think that definitely explains um, or summarizes what prayer is for me. Um, and for me, it's very informal. And I thought um, coming into program, I thought prayer had to look like me sitting um, in quiet, complete quiet for an hour, you know, talking to God the whole time. Um, and I just, I put these, pre this pressure and these expectations on what the spiritual time with God would look like. And it just, it wasn't for me. And I just needed to really start small. And for me, that was, you know, the third step prayer, the seventh step prayer, the serenity prayer, um, really figuring out what those prayers meant to me. And I still say them every morning. Um, but I also spend time to pray for other people, especially those that I may feel resentful towards, which my sponsor encourages, which is very hard to do, but it's very helpful and helps with my resentments. Um, and then for meditation, um, like I said earlier, I think of that as listening to God. So prayer is, you know, I say my piece, the meditation is what does God have to say to me in return? What do I get nudged to do? Um, and when I looked up meditation, the definition that stuck with me the most was a set of techniques that are intended to encourage a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. And so that, that is what, that's the definition I liked the most because it really is just centering back to God, getting myself out of the way and seeking God's will, hearing his will for me. And, um, I know darn well, this is not possible without putting the food down. And so that is definitely abstinence has to come before I can truly hear what God wants for me. Um, and then it says it works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. And so this is a conditional statement. So it's saying this will work, but I have to keep a proper attitude and work at it. I have to keep an open mind and I have to be intentional. And I have found that I compare myself a lot to others and their spiritual practices. And I always felt like I came up short. I always felt inferior. I hear other people doing things and I want to do everything. I want to take on everything everyone's doing. And that's just not sustainable for me. I'm one person. And this is only about my relationship with my God. And for me, it might look different than other people's and that's okay. Um, I have to remember that this is a God personal to me, a God of my understanding. Um, and that understanding is growing every day. Um, and then on to the next paragraph, when it says we retire at night, when we retire at night, we constructively review our day. And so for a long time, when I first started program, this was used to kind of beat myself up at the end of the day. You know, I must be very critical of myself, find everything I did wrong. And really later on, I realized that I was just spending more time in self at the end of the day. This wasn't about God. And, and so now, um, and what I find helpful is to really break down each question in the paragraph, you know, will we resentful, selfish, dishonest, afraid not to beat myself up and make sure, oh, I give myself a good little, you know, spanking for doing such and such, but it's, it's more so what are, what's blocking me off from God at the end of the day, what is floating around in my mind that I haven't addressed yet. And even this morning in my morning time, something popped into my mind. And then I was like, yep, need to do a 10 step on that. Um, 
So this is kind of, you know, 10 steps are throughout the day to me. That's how I like to like check in with myself throughout the day. But the 11 step is really like, okay, what did I miss? Like God show me throughout my day. Did I miss anything? Do I need to address anything? Pray for anybody, ask for something to be removed. And that's where, um, I practice step 11 at night. Um, and you know, my sponsor always reminds me, um, and it says it in the big book, be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. Um, number one, because it doesn't do anything. And number two, because it's more time and self again. And this needs to be for me more about God. Um, because I can spend enough time in self the way it is. (laughs) Um, And then the last part is probably my favorite part is we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. And so that's, that's the part I was really forgetting about in my 11 step was, well, how can I make it better? What's God's will? How would God have me be? I didn't think about that question for a long time. Um, And thankfully, you know, we grow along um, spiritual lines and we, you know, we seek spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Um, and that is definitely, has definitely been true for me. Um, so let's see. So more about my faith journey. Um, it's, you know, when I came into program, just to give an idea of how it's progressed when I came into program, um, I was, I, I couldn't say for sure that there was no God because how could I possibly know? But I was pretty convinced that he didn't do anything for me. That was where I was at. Um, I certainly didn't like hearing the word Jesus. I didn't really like hearing the word God that much. And I know for everybody, um, your higher power is your own. So I do not mean to offend anybody by saying either of those words. Um, but I call my higher power God. And, but even the, even the mention of certain words would make me kind of bristle and, and get resentful. But as I worked the steps and I started feeling free from the food, um, not feeling this literal physical pull towards the food. I mean, it was just amazing. I I couldn't even drive by certain restaurants in my hometown without feeling physically pulled to them, like against my will. Like I didn't, I didn't want to eat. I knew how bad it would make me feel. I wasn't hungry, but I still felt pulled. And um, to have that removed and to forget those restaurants are even there is an absolute miracle. Um, And that can only be explained by a power greater than myself because I sure as heck couldn't do it on my own. Um, And so those types of things really helped my faith grow. It's like, well, if that's possible, then maybe this could be possible. So that's how my faith has grown. You know, who am I to say this can't happen when the fight against the food for me has been completely removed? That's something I didn't think was possible for anyone, certainly not me. Um, And so that was one thing that really, the food neutrality really helped me grow. Um, And so abstinence is black and white for me. You know, that is not, that is not what progress, not perfection is talking about. In my opinion, that is strictly talking about the spiritual growth. And so if I think of where I started and where I'm at now, you know, it's going to be a messy journey. If you're thinking of a graph might go up and down, but it's still getting higher as time goes by. I'm still 
growing spiritually. And that's really cool. And thank God that I always have something to work on spiritually and in the steps. Um, and I also just wanted to touch on, I think, you know, every step really has, um, a way of bringing me closer to God. And recently that has been the 12th step for me. I had, um, I had recently taken a break from sponsoring to work the 12 steps in another program, um, which was short-lived in a good way. I mean, I worked the steps quickly in that program and then got back to sponsoring, but, um, you know, there was kind of a part of me that was like, oh, you know, this is kind of nice having a little free time, not sponsoring. And I'm like, okay, this is a dangerous place to be very dangerous place to be. The book has told me since day one, you know, work with others, carry the message. And so I was hesitant. It was hard to get back into sponsoring, but I am reminded time and time again, the joy of sponsoring somebody else. And they always do more for me than I would ever do for them. I mean, God puts these people in my life that teach me so much. And so I'm working with somebody right now that, um, I can just tell God has orchestrated and we connected us for a reason. And it's so beautiful that, you know, the darkest part of my life, which was like the bondage of compulsive overeating and being obese and hating myself and being a horrible wife to my husband and a terrible friend. Um, and, and to go to this different place now is just incredible. Um, and so the 12 step has really been helping me, um, get closer to God. And she shares her faith journey with me and it's just all intertwined. Um, and, and I love it. Um, but another, another, um, area where God has recently, um, shown up in my life and another, you know, it, it's really cool looking back on now, but, um, it was earlier. Yeah. Earlier this month, it's still June earlier this month. Um, or I should say last month, my husband and I were trying for our first kid and, um, got pregnant. And then about a week after finding out I was pregnant, I miscarried. And so that would have been before program, absolutely devastating. I would have been in self-pity for months, who knows how long. And I certainly wanted, wouldn't have wanted to hear about anyone else having kids or trying for kids, you know, cause it was all about me. <laughs> and, um, I share this one because I want to talk about how my perspective has changed, but two, because I know how common it is and I know I'm not alone in that. Um, but, um, I, and I'm not saying it wasn't hard mentally, um, because it was, but I had no desire to eat. And that was an absolute miracle. I could have, you know, the old me would have said, my body is defective. God doesn't know what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't have those thoughts. I was angry, but I was still, you know, if I believe that God created my body, then I have to believe that God knew what he was doing. And, um, I don't have to understand. And that is just overall a general statement about God. I do not have to understand his plans to have faith. Um, I don't have to understand how it works. I just have to trust that he's not a punishing God. Um, you know, cause there was a part of my brain, like, 
maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe I was foolish to think that we should even do this right now. And it's like, no, that's, that's not what God is to me anymore. And, um, so I think I'm, yeah, I'm coming up on, on minute left here. Um, so I just really wanted to share that because life is going to continue to throw trials, um, my way. And I, I don't have to eat over them. I, I don't even know what I would have done before program. Um, I would have gained weight so fast. I would have, I just, I can't even think about what it would have been like, but now I have the blessing instead of going and binging, I can just sit in my discomfort, you know, and it's not comfortable. And I still don't like feeling my feelings sometimes, but because of my relationship with God through prayer and meditation, I can sit with them and know I'm going to be okay. Um, and that's just, that's huge because I don't feel the self-hatred anymore. And, um, I think I'll end there. So thank you for letting me share.